Hello everyone, it's Winnie again and here to share with you my week with God, a podcast where I share the everyday stories of life and how God appears in my life and in the lives of those around me. Thanks to those that have listened to my earlier episodes and have given me feedback. I appreciate your words of encouragement and I'm overjoyed to know that the messages are relevant and are blessing you. Let us thank God that he inspires the messages and they help us as we walk in our journey of faith. Now last week I mentioned how the coronavirus has affected the world and how it has encroached on my own life. I work in an industry that has probably felt the worst effects of this pandemic. Travel and tourism has literally come to a halt. Runways of major airports in the world have been turned into parking lots for aircraft. Hotels have shut their doors and tourist resort towns turned into ghost cities as people unable to travel due to the travel restrictions imposed worldwide to curb the spread of the coronavirus. These closures have left the industry in distress really. Many of my colleagues in leadership roles in our industry have had to make some very tough decisions around their businesses. Send staff on leave, someone on paid leave and others awaiting retrenchment or already laid off. These are truly testing times and I've seen fear in the eyes of people that are ordinarily confident and vibrant. I felt anxiety in the voices of those I work with and those that have broached the subject with me have expressed how worried they are about the future. Leadership in a time like this is very trying as you have to look after competing needs. As a leader in commerce you have to serve the interests of the business but also have to take care of the welfare of your teams. As parents in the family you watch your income and your bank statements whilst trying to provide adequately for your family. The burdens leaders carry include social, financial and emotional support to those they lead. Church leaders worry about the spiritual health of their congregants, brothers and sisters worry about their younger siblings, and adult children worry about their elderly parents. Teachers will worry about the progress of their students whilst government officials worry about national issues. The list is long and endless. There is a real challenge in balancing these things. The corona pandemic has been called an invisible enemy, and fighting an enemy you cannot see, whose behavior you cannot read or predict, makes the task even more difficult. I was sharing my own leadership challenges with a friend who said to me, um God told Joshua not to fear or to be dismayed as the Lord would always be with him and the Lord would go with him so go and apply the same to your situation later that day I took my bible and I read Joshua chapter 1 and as I thought more about this passage I begin to remember some leaders in the Bible that had faced major challenges. I thought about Moses and how he must have felt standing at the shores of the Red Sea with the sea in front of him and Pharaoh's army in hot pursuit. I thought about Esther 
that even being queen was not going to spare her and her people from the decree of extermination that they faced. The responsibilities were heavy, but both Moses and Esther looked to God and his promises to leaders. A leader's mandate is not always the fun things to do. It's not the benefits of the corner office or air conditioning, a fancy car, and all the Lani benefits. But it's also the less desirable things like cutting salaries, withdrawing benefits, and even laying off staff, knowing very well that the economic conditions give them very little chance. Leadership calls for one to be emotionally present and to be empathetic. It's easy to give advice about life skills and about alternative means of earning a living, but it's harder to offer emotional support where as a leader, you're also burdened by the same issues in your own life. How then do leaders balance these competing needs? Leadership calls on us to stand not on our own strength and wisdom, but on that of our maker. We ought to call on God for guidance. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So when we acknowledge God and when we acknowledge that he is supreme and we ask for his help, he will guide us and he will help us to navigate all the leadership issues that demand of our time and attention. The preceding verse, verse 5, tells us to trust in the Lord and not lean on our own understanding. As leaders, we will question what we are called to be responsible for. We will have doubts. We will be confused. We may even break down and cry and be overwhelmed. God calls us to trust him and not to trust our own comprehension, our own observation and our own understanding. Like Joshua, God calls us to cast away all fear. In Joshua chapter 1, four times, in verse 6, verse 7, verse 9, and verse 18, God calls Joshua not to fear, but to be strong and to be of good courage. Having this reassurance will help leaders to take on the burdens entrusted them, knowing that all they need to do is to trust and lean on their maker and to have courage to carry this yoke that has been placed upon their shoulders. He promises in Isaiah 41 verse 10 that he will strengthen us and uphold us by his righteous right hand. God will indeed help us. You know, God can choose anyone to carry this burden you're carrying as a leader. You won't run out of candidates, I can assure you that. And maybe you could choose people that could execute better than you can. But like Esther chapter 4 verse 14b says, Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It is no coincidence that you are a leader at such a time as this. God predestined that in the year of the coronavirus, you will be CEO. You will be a manager, a pastor, a father, a mother, a teacher, or anyone in leadership. So fear not. Just be strong and be of good courage. Let us pray. 
our most gracious Father in heaven, we thank you that you're omnipresent and that you're available to each and every one of us. We call on you, Father, to give us guidance, strength, and hope to lead. You have chosen us in this time that we may make a difference. May we carry this responsibility with humility and may we lay down self-seeking behavior and may we be a blessing to your people as they go through these challenging times. You are our anchor and our hope and we look up to the cross for reassurance that all our battles have been won. We pray for all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. My brothers and sisters, stay anchored in the Lord. Our peace during the storm rests in Him. Till we meet again next week, stay safe and God bless you. Goodbye. Hello everyone and welcome to My Week with God. This is Rene again and we meet here every week to share how God has appeared in my life and in the life of those of you who are around me. This week I was speaking to friends and family across the world. I have my regular constituency of my parents, my siblings, nieces and nephews, cousins and friends that I chat to regularly and we share the same old stories about work, or recipes we are making during this lockdown period, what the children are doing, and how we miss going to church and other social events. The calls are quite long and and frequent, and I guess we found a way to spend some of the excess time we now have on our hands. We want to thank God for technological advances that allow us to connect with friends and family wherever they may be, We also thank God for video calling especially because it enhances our calling experience as we're able to see our loved ones up close and personal. But this week I received two phone calls that disturbed me and woke me up to the fact that they're friends that I had neglected for some time. About two weeks ago, I spoke to a friend who told me that she had not been feeling well and that her feet were swollen. We said the usual pleasantries about how she should rest and elevate her legs uh, and that should be fine. I got a call a few days ago advising me that my friend was quite ill and had been in hospital for almost two weeks. I had not called her in this time to check on her and felt very bad when I received the news of her being in hospital. I received a second call from a long-lost work colleague who I had not spoken to in about two to three years. She sent me a text message giving me her new number and asked me to call her. She sent this message at 23 minutes past four in the morning. And when I saw the message a little after 5 a.m., I was a little bit shaken and worried, so I called her immediately. On answering the phone, she burst into tears and she told me how scared she was that she was about to be retrenched and that she had two small children under the age of three and the financial commitments that she had to fulfill. We spoke for a little while and 
Eventually, she calmed down and I reassured her that I would call her regularly to check on her and to encourage her. Again, I felt a sense of guilt that in three years, I had not reached out to this friend. These calls made me realize that there are people in our circles that are going through different challenges and that they are in desperate need of our support. It's easy to think about our close relations. It almost comes naturally, but there are those that are in our acquaintance that could profit from our more frequent contact, our empathy and our compassion. For some, we may be all they have as a friend. And for others, we may be who they look up to. The Bible in Proverbs 27 verse 10 says that, Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother who is far away. The verse is urging us to keep in touch with our friends and family. It emphasizes that sometimes our family will be far away from us, but our neighbor or our friend will be closer. Family being far away may be represented by physical distance or broken relationships. And our neighbors or our friends will fill that void because they are physically or emotionally available in many instances. We have begun to see that friends have become closer to us than our own relatives. John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35 says to us, and Jesus is speaking to us here saying, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this will all men know that you are my disciples, when you have loved one for another. Jesus commands us to love as he loved. Jesus loved the poor, the hungry, the brokenhearted, the rich, the sinful, the sick, the blind and lame. He loved them all, even the prodigal son. By showing such love to all in our own different circles, we testify the love God has planted in us. We touch broken hearts. We help the sick to healing. We encourage the scared and the lonely. We testify the love of God. We comfort those in mourning. We celebrate victories with those who have overcome. The challenges of this age are many, but the load is easier to carry with the support of our friends. So let us call our friends and pray for them and pray with them. Let us pray. Our most gracious Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you, dear Lord, that you have shown us what an act of love could do to uplift others. We have seen in the many teachings and miracles of Jesus Christ of how love and concern transformed the lives of many. You have taught us, Lord, that we ought to love one another as you loved us. Your love for us is selfless. We too need to put ourselves aside for a time and devote our time to others who may be in need of our support. We pray that you give us strength, Lord, to endure this season. We pray for all this in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Let me send best wishes to and silent prayers to many friends and family that I have not spoken to in a while. May God continue to shepherd you and uphold you and to keep you safe in this time. Until next week, may you be blessed today and always. Goodbye. Thank you.